0: You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. Welcome to this episode of the Business of Practice podcast, where we focus on the business and human sides of equine veterinary medicine. In this episode, we're going to talk to Dr. Nina Molydew about plugging insurance gaps for equine veterinarians. I'm your host, Kim Brown, editor of Management. The Business of Practice podcast is brought to you in 2023 by CareCredit. Dr. Molladue is a graduate of the Louisiana State University School of Veterinary Medicine, and she's a trust veterinarian for the AVMA Professional Liability Trust, which most of us know as PLIT. She joined the trust in 2008. In her role, Dr. Molladue speaks to AVMA members, insured through the PLIT-sponsored programs. She answers questions related to malpractice allegations and practice situations. She reviews professional liability claims, And she assists in the defense by identifying experts and appraiser and advises insurance brokers and underwriters about new developments in veterinary medicine. In addition, Dr. Molladieu represents the PLIT at various veterinary conventions and through speaking engagements each year, and she contributes to PLIT publications. Welcome, Dr. Molladieu. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, we're so happy that you're here today because... What you don't know can hurt you, and that's especially true if you're a practicing veterinarian who doesn't have the proper insurance. And I wish I'd kind of been able to record some of the conversations we were having before we came on the air today, because Dr. Molladue has some great advice, and I'm I'm going to mention one of them even before we start. If you bought your insurance when you got out of, of vet school and you haven't gone back and looked at it, and you might be earning a little more money or having a larger practice, that's also a time to go talk to her. But we will, we will come back to that. So I just want to start with what insurance gaps are the most common for equine veterinarians? What are your must-haves?
1: Okay, well, that's a a loaded question. And um, <laughs> I'll try and, and I know insurance is such an exciting topic. You know, it's kind of like writing a term paper or paying your taxes. Nobody really wants to do it, but it is a necessity, right? Yes. And um, you know, we are here at PLIT to, to help our veterinarians get uh, through these complicated questions. And I like to put insurance into uh, four different buckets to help everyone understand because there, there are different types of insurance. And we all know that we really need insurance for every step we take in life and every breath we take literally because we live in such a litigious society here in the United States. But we can break it up into four buckets, personal insurance, professional insurance, business insurance, and employee-related insurance. And so for personal insurance, that protects you personally as a person. And this would include life insurance, disability income insurance, and health insurance, to name a few. And for a professional, for a veterinarian coming out of that school who has spent a lot of money blood sweat and tears and and has invested in their profession the most important personal insurance you want to make sure that you have as soon as you become a doctor and that you keep as long as you are practicing is disability income. And I like to call it your paycheck insurance. And this would provide 60% of your income to you if you would become disabled and were unable to practice. And um, there are certainly different types of disability income insurances, but um, here at the ABMA Trust, you know, we've been providing this type of insurance since 1950 and we know exactly what veterinarians need. And you know, if, if you have any questions, uh, if you want to look at want us to look at what you have now, we'll be happy to do that. But the the um, one of the important gaps that we do see is that veterinarians do not have disability insurance or they wait too long to get it and then they may have pre-existing conditions and they may be uninsurable. So you want to get it We're fresh out of school when you're young and healthy. And, um, for instance, w- with the made life, um, disability insurance, there is no underwriting when you when you come out of, of school, there's no medical questions asked. It's a grad guarantee program that, that we have. And so I think with the um, disability income insurance, number one, you want to make sure you have it. And number two, you want to make sure that you keep increasing it as you earn more money, so that if you do become disabled 20 years out of school, you will still be uh, able to get uh, a check comparable to what you were making. And along with that, the other that I call that a non-negotiable insurance, disability income or paycheck insurance, the other non-negotiable to protect veterinarians, to protect their profession and their ability to practice is professional liability or malpractice insurance. And this uh, is insurance that would protect the veterinarian, their reputation, their assets, and their ability to practice if a client alleged that they were negligent. Doesn't necessarily mean you were negligent, but even if someone alleges you were, you were negligent, this would trigger your policy and protect you. Um, and along with the malpractice insurance, you want to make sure that you add the veterinary license defense endorsement, which would be triggered if someone would file a board complaint against you. So there's a lot of things that can happen if a client is unhappy with you as a doctor, if they feel like you, you know, didn't cure their horse or or that you, you know, were negligent in giving an injection or something, let's say, Um, they can file a malpractice claim and demand financial compensation, and or they can file a board complaint. And this is a complaint to the state board against your license. And you can't practice veterinary medicine if you don't have a license. So the non-negotiables are disability income insurance, professional liability or malpractice, and the veterinary license defense endorsement. So that is for any veterinarian, okay, needs that. Now, for those of you that are practice owners, um, you know, we can pretty much divide equine practice into to. Three categories that probably the most common are mobile or ambulatory practitioners that that don't have a standalone building. Number two would be equine practices, usually referral centers um, that do have a building and maybe they don't uh, have field services. And then number three would be a facility that had both. They had a a, a standalone you know building clinic, hospital, and um, a field service department. And so there's a um, important business insurance coverages that you're going to want to make sure that you have that um, many people don't realize um, that they need. And it can be a little overwhelming um, and you want to make sure that you have an insurance professional to help you um, make sure that that you have all of these different types of coverages. Right. So for uh, any business owner you're going to want to have a bop or what we call a business owner's package and we call it a package because it's a three-in-one it provides coverage for your building it provides coverage for all the contents in your building and it provides coverage for third-party injuries or non-employee human injuries if someone would um, slip in the parking lot and and sprain their ankle okay so Um, And then for, for mobile practitioners, you also need a BOP, what we call a mobile BOP, for your business as a mobile practitioner and your vehicle and your equipment and for any third party injuries. The Business of Practice podcast
0: is brought to you by Care Credit. Care Credit keeps equine veterinarians at the heart of care by providing horse owners with simple, budget-friendly financing options. By bridging the gap between cost and care, Care Credit supports healthy financial relationships between veterinarians and their clients. It can help them move forward with care a horse needs whenever and wherever it's needed.
1: Do you have any uh, any questions so far? I know I'm kind of over giving you a lot of information just want to do a little check before i go into the the five key endorsements that you want to make sure you have on your bop
0: no i think what this always tells me is i'm i'm one of those people that i love insurance you know it's <laughs> to me it's it's going to the casino and knowing which number is going to win and you may not win a lot of money but you're not going to lose it that's the point is this is what protects you and i'm i'm just really um uh, really a big insurance person. So I'm glad that you're going through and explaining all these. And that's another thing is I think a lot of veterinarians forget when they come out of vet school to practice, they are small business owners. And they have all the same liabilities as the guy who runs the drugstore or the person who runs uh, the Minute Mart. And they they have employees, sometimes they have vehicles, they have content, so, you know, it's
1: it's important that they talk to a professional. So anyway, let's go on. Okay. So you said, yes, veterinarians that are practice owners, whether it's mobile or a clinic or both, they are a small business owner and they have the same risk and liabilities as any business owner. However... As we know, in equine practice, we do have some unique aspects about our business that are totally different and, and, and are unlike any other business. And I wanna go through some important key endorsements that you wanna make sure you have, whether you're a mobile practitioner or you own a practice, a clinic or both, that many standard insurance companies do not have in their BOP, their business owner's package. And the abma PLIT came to realize these gaps. Um, To back up a little bit, the PLIT started back in in 1962 providing professional liability insurance, malpractice. And it was so popular that veterinarians started to come to us for their other insurance needs, specifically their business insurance needs, because they weren't getting the coverage that they needed. And with that, we have provided this unique business coverage for veterinarians that plugs these holes so what you want to do when you have your business when you you purchase business owners uh insurance or or if you already have it and during your audit you want to make sure you have these five endorsements which are commonly not provided in standard insurance policies animal damage to equipment spoilage coverage mobile coverage of equipment hire non-owned auto and business interruption. Now, I'm going to go through each one of these individually to explain to you what they mean. Most standard insurance companies do not provide coverage to equipment if it is damaged by an animal. Okay, that's kind of important for veterinarians, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. And so, examples that that we have and and that we cover that or claims that we get all day long um and why we started this this particular endorsement would be if a you know horse accidentally kicks your expensive uh, dr plate right those are like five thousand dollars and you know what if your insurance company didn't provide coverage for that because they don't provide any damage that's caused by an animal so that's a very important endorsement for equine practitioners whether you're mobile or standalone the second is spoilage coverage and this is a big one one of the the other reasons um, that that we uh Got into the business insurance, where that veterinarians were calling us upset that their standard their their insurance company would not reimburse them for the losses in their refrigerators when they would have an electrical outage. So you you know how much we have in our refrigerators, whether it's on our mobile unit. Or in our clinic, we can have tens of thousands of dollars worth of inventory, uh, such as vaccines and blood products and other drugs that need to be refrigerated. And imagine if your refrigerator goes out and your insurance company says, oh, we have a a spoilage exclusion. We don't cover um, perishables. So what this was the reason why standard insurance companies have this exclusion is because it's hard to put a price tag this was meant for like homeowners insurance it's hard to put a price tag on everything you lose in your refrigerator like a a, a turkey and a half a gallon of milk and a half a dozen eggs you know right. it's and so they they just exclude it because it's hard to put a price tag on that but when it comes to to veterinary practice and what we have in our in our refrigerators it becomes very important so you want to make sure that your business your bop has Spoilage coverage. Now, while I'm talking about spoilage coverage, I also want to mention on the professional liability policy the loss of semen and embryos in liquid nitrogen tanks is an exclusion on the malpractice policy. And it's something that it's it's very hard to get coverage for semen and embryo storage in the liquid nitrogen tanks. And those liquid nitrogen tanks love to fail. And the liquid nitrogen tank companies do not guarantee their product either. So you can either, I recommend doing both, you can add an add an endorsement to your your animal bailee which is hooked to your professional liability to get semen and embryo coverage so for those of you that are performing artificial insemination and you're storing semen especially in liquid nitrogen tanks or doing any kind of repro work where you're storing um your product, the semen or embryos in liquid nitrogen tanks, you want to make sure you have the semen and embryo storage coverage. You can get up to $50,000 of coverage. And, but also, I'll tell you a little business owner secret. All of our business policies have the spoilage endorsement. And the definition of this endorsement is that, that if there's any loss of a of a perishable item, including biologicals, that is damaged due to a temperature change. So when the liquid nitrogen tanks fail, that is a temperature change. And the product in there is lost due to a temperature change. So if you have this spoilage endorsement on your BOP and your and you perform auto, repro work and artificial insemination and your tank fails, it's going to be covered under your bop. That's so great. Boy, well, That's bit- that's one
0: I never thought of.
1: Yeah, little business tip there for you. But I would recommend having both coverages just to make sure because the spoilage endorsement, you know, our our carriers tell us, well, it really wouldn't meant for that, but by definition, <laughs> so we hold their feet to the fire. But, you know, just as a backup, I would recommend having both types of coverage. So one of the questions I know you asked before, um, can you be overinsured? And, and my um In some instances, you can, but not when it comes to semen and embryo storage. (laughs) You can't be overinsured because it can be so hard to get coverage. Now, the third endorsement I want to talk to you about, which is more important for mobile practitioners, is mobile coverage of equipment. Now, that is another um, exclusion in standard business owners policies where equipment is not covered when it is off premise and in transit because when equipment is in a vehicle and it gets the vehicle gets in an accident and the the equipment is going to get damaged so insurance companies love to exclude things that are pretty much guaranteed for instance when the liquid nitrogen tanks fail everything gets lost 100% loss when equipment is in a vehicle and there's an accident it's most likely the equipment is going to get damaged so they like to exclude things that they are high risk and they're not they know they're going to have to pay out on but you can usually buy them back with endorsements but for for the for the the BOP that we provide for veterinarians we bake it in so it's already in there Um, so that your equipment is covered while it's in transit. Now, the other thing I want to talk to you about when it comes to mobile coverage of equipment is um, cash value. Oftentimes, or any, actually for for standalone uh, equipment in, in a building as well, most insurance companies will only provide cash value for your equipment loss. Now, we all know that, you know, we have that old x-ray machine or that that old ultrasound machine that we've had for 10, 20 years and still works fine. But if you had to replace that and your insurance company only gives you cash value, you're going to have to provide out of pocket to make that gap. You know, maybe you bought your ultrasound machine for 30,000, you know, 10, 20 years ago, and now they're 50, let's say, you know, you're going to have to come up with 20,000 to replace that piece of equipment to get back in business. And that's that's, that's going to hurt. So you want to make sure that your insurance company is going to provide replacement value for your equipment and not cash value. Very, very important. And that's another reason I'll tell you a little story why we we got into the business (laughs) insurance um, um, business is that veterinarians were calling us, they would have their their pickup truck with their vet box on the back of the pickup truck. They've had this vet box for 20 years. They get in an accident, they roll their truck and their auto insurance would only give them cash value for the vet box and the vet box, you know, they purchased it 20 years ago. And they, you know, they, they didn't have the money to replace it. So, and they, you know, so this veterinarian is trying to get back to work and, and, you know, they can't because they have to come up with another, you know, 20,000. Yeah. I hope all that makes sense. I'll do a little check. Do you have any? That's some
0: really good tips.
1: All right. Number four, and this is a really unknown for many practice owners. Let me ask you, um, And I know you can't answer me because this is a a recorded session, (laughs) but how many of you have employees that run errands for the business in their personally owned vehicle? I'm probably thinking many of you are raising your hand, right? I think there's probably a lot raising their hands. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a, a simple example of, you know, maybe uh, someone going out to pick up lunch for the team and you're having a, a team lunch meeting and they get in an accident or they go to the bank to make a deposit. Um, you know, it, it, you know that we can all come up with a, a thousand different examples of employees running errands for your business in their vehicle. And so you want to make sure you have this endorsement, it's called Hire Non-Owned Auto. And- Again, you know, this is something that we automatically bake into our business owner policy, and it protects the practice, and it covers employee drivers if they get in an accident during business-related errands. Now, the employee's car insurance will kick in first, but if it's a really bad accident and the, and the employee's limits are exhausted, the company is at risk because it was an a, a, a business-related errand. Okay, and this gap, this um, endorsement is going to pick up that gap. So let me give you an example to help you understand better. And there's a lot of um, business owners that don't understand um, this coverage. It's called Hire Non-Owned. Let's say you you go out to a farm you know to to castrate um, five colts and your tech meets you out there you know it's early Monday morning and you guys are getting ready to to get to work and laying everything out and you realize that you know whoever stocked your truck on Friday didn't put enough ketamine in your, in your truck. So you send your tech back to the practice to pick up some more ketamine. She's in a hurry. He, they're in a hurry, you know because you're you're there ready to to get to work and they run a red light and have a terrible accident. Let's say the other driver is, you know, permanently disabled and the VETEX personal insurance is going to kick in first, but we have, you know, a, a severe human injury, two total vehicles and the vet tech's personal insurance, you know, has low limits. The practice is at risk and this is going to kick in and protect the practice and plug in that gap. I hope yeah. that makes sense. It does. And I never even thought about
0: that. I mean, how many times does that happen every single week?
1: yeah uh, every day, probably, right? And practice owners just don't, don't even realize that they're at risk. now, the fifth endorsement um that I want to make sure that everyone is aware about is called business interruption, okay? And I know that that uh, th- th- this is one of my favorites because so many people don't under don't realize that, you know this is even a thing, but this provides coverage for any interruption in business that, that disrupts your, your, you know, daily routine. Um, And it's usually physical damage, whether it's to your building or to your equipment. Okay. And it could be, you know, hurricanes, tornadoes, but it could be as simple as a broken water pipe in the practice that could shut you down for weeks. And for mobile practitioners, this could be an accident with your vehicle and you don't have your vehicle. It could be as simple as again, a horse, damaging your x-ray machine or your ultrasound machine, and you can't continue working, so you can't earn an income, and you, you know, you have to wait for that the new equipment to come in. So what this does is, and it provides your normal payroll, let's say if the whole practice is affected, like you have a standalone building, it'll provide payroll expenses, not only for you, for your employees, it provides cleanup costs, it provides costs for transferring operations to a, a rented facility, it'll pay your mortgage, it'll pay for the lost income as a result of that interruption and any outside services. And so it I mean and and there's no gap and there, there's no cap on it. And you want to make sure that you get the 12 month and not the 6 month. Now for mobile practitioners um well, let me go back for and, and use this example. This uh, you have a busy equine clinic and you specialize in sport horse medicine and you radiograph horses every single day, right? And your x-ray machine gets kicked by a horse. Uh you uh, paid 60000 for it. That was your actual cash value, you know, um, 15 years ago. Now a new machine costs 85000 So you're going to want to make sure you have that replacement cost that I told you about. And now you're unable to finish radiographs. You have three more patients to radiograph that day and a whole book of radiographs for the rest of the week. And you're unable to finish that work and earn that income. That's where this business interruption is going to kick in. and Again, you're going to want to make sure that you have that replacement um, and you're not going to be able to get a replacement uh, x-ray machine for another 10 days from the company. So Mm -hmm. that 10 day loss of not being able to perform radiographs is going to be reimbursed to you with that business interruption. So not only do we have three issues here, Um, not only do we have business interruption because we can't take radiographs, but our insurance is going to pay for that. Okay. we have damage caused by an animal which we're going to want to make sure we have that endorsement and we're going to want to make sure that we have that replacement cost baked into our business, our BOP, and not actual cash value to replace that, that x-ray machine we bought 15 years ago. All right. So animal damage to equipment, spoilage endorsement, mobile coverage of equipment off premise and in transit, Non-owned hired. If your employees are running errands in their own vehicle and business interruption, these are five endorsements that equine practitioners, whether you're mobile or 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 standalone or a, a clinic in a building, that you must have in your in your business insurance on your bob. Well,
0: I tell you what, you have covered a tremendous amount in a very short period of time, and I'm going to tell you all that. Um, just want to let you know that Dr. Muladi said. I am going to be allowed to put her email address and contact information in the article on equimanagement.com that goes along with this uh, podcast. So you can go to equimanagement.com, look for the business of practice podcast and look for this particular one. And there will be an article and I'm going to have her contact information because some of these things it's like I never thought about. And I know I've been around veterinary medicine for 40 years. So thank you for allowing us to do that. So what else is on the PLIT website for AVMA members and trust-insured vets that that folks may not know about?
1: Okay. Well, first, uh, um, I just want to back up a little bit. We we are... um, the AVMA Trust. Now, uh, since I think two or three years ago, we um, we we have joined up with AVMA Life. So um, we do now we do now have like two two sides of, of uh, two two arms of the AVMA Trust, and they both uh, both websites AVMA. PLIT.com and AVMAlife.com have just a tremendous amount of resources for, for veterinarians. And for the PLIT website specifically, we do, um, you want to go to, um, there, there's just a lot of information on the website that you can poke around. But if you're interested in, in looking at any of the newsletters, we have equine specific newsletters um, under uh, our library and education. And then we also have business insurance newsletters and and a lot of um, safety alerts as well. So um, there's a plethora of information and species specific um, content on the website. Well, that is great. Well, thank you again.
0: We really appreciate it, Dr. Milledew, that you joined us today for the podcast. And thanks all of our listeners for joining us for the Business of Practice podcast. And a big thanks to our sponsor, Care Credit, for letting us have these discussions that are so important. And we invite you to visit equimanagement.com or your favorite podcast network to hear all of the episodes of the Business of Practice. And if you have any questions or suggestions, you can send an email to me at kbrown. That's the letter K Brown at equinetwork.com. Thank you for joining us.